Last time on Trials of the Apocalypse. Our Monster of the Week game is going to be in space. Space! We're going to space. The enterprise that our group is going to be working for is an organization referred to as the Cosmic Library. Their responsibility is to take care of entities and creatures that have bled through different realities uh, into places maybe they shouldn't be. I am playing the expert playbook. My name is Nova Scotia. She is half Martian, half Canadian. She went to college having really no idea what she wanted to study. So just took a bunch of like extracurriculars and stuff and ended up in a couple of piloting classes. When she got to the end of it, she was like, oh, well, I only need a couple more classes to like minor in it. So I might as well do that. And then by the time you minor in something, you only need a couple more classes to major in it. So, you know, why not? So she she did that and then uh, got an offer to go be a pilot for the Cosmic Library. And so here we are. I'm playing the Monstrous Playbook. My character's name is Froctor Og. Froctor Og is the ship gardener. I am from some backwater planet uh, where rather than being called doctors, we're called Froctors. I was originally a completely mortal being, some sort of human analog that, you know, what do you do when you're bored? You create a device that is designed to make you merge with the void itself. And so Froctor Og did this and ended up becoming this sort of strange goo creature. I just look like a little slice out of space. I do wear a monocle when I need to read something because I have very poor eyesight with my glowing white eyes. I am incorporeal. I can pass through walls, but my monocle cannot. I'm using the Hex playbook. My character is named Lenny. If you've seen the movie A Bug's Life, imagine the caterpillar. But bigger. But bigger. Lenny was born on the space station and never really knew a family or anything. Just kind of grew up on the space version of the streets and doesn't even know like what race of beings he is or any of that kind of stuff. So he's just kind of Lenny. Lenny is the engineer for the ship and kind of the mechanic of sorts. But he knows nothing of machinery or repairing or engineering. Which would be problematic to a normal being, but Lenny is in possession of a magic toolbox, and these magic tools, under very specific circumstances, can be used to just fix things magically. He does, in terms of gear, uh, has the magical toolbox, Mm -hmm. as well as two wizardly weapons, one of which is a shotgun, and then, um, how do I pronounce Oh. I'm going to say... Uh, Athame? Athame. Now make it slower and sexier. (laughs) Athame. And in this game, I will be playing the mundane. His name is Rodney Redshirt. He's the ship's custodian. He is there to clean up the messes and make sure everything is tidy and orderly. Me and David as the keeper created a homebrew move for specifically Rodney. We're calling it Red Shirts Requiem. So basically, uh, this is playing on the trope in Star Trek that like the red shirts always die, and it's always like, oh no, that. Rodney, no. Yeah, and he's like it's meant to like set the stakes, right? And so when Rodney takes three harm, he dies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that he has three HP instead of instead of seven. Yeah, and when Rodney dies, uh, everyone gets a a boost, a plus one ongoing uh, against whatever threat off Rodney, uh, and then at some point after Rodney's death, Rodney will just return. He'll just be back. 
Anyway, so I have a skateboard. Yes. That we again have homebrewed to be a hoverboard because this is space. Yes. Hell yeah. When picturing Rodney, I want you to think of uh, the meme with Steve Buscemi. Hello there, fellow kids. Oh my god. Uh, that that is Rodney in a nutshell. Rodney is friend. Rodney is life. And death and life again. <laughs> yeah. Space is dark. It is massive and inky, practically infinite. It goes on so far in every direction that the name we've given it is synonymous with absence, emptiness, nothingness, space. It would be easy to look at this and assume that's all there is, nothing. But that couldn't be further from the truth. In every direction, there is matter, movement, even life, if you know where to look for it. A great, grand, beautiful something proclaiming its existence throughout every dark corner of the cosmos. And none louder than those glowing pinpricks gracing every sky. Stars, glittering jewels burning hot and bright singing together in a chorus well before your oldest ancestor was a twinkle in the eye of the universe. But there are some things even older. Things that blur the line between something and nothing. In a sector of space few dare visit, amidst a shimmering curtain of starlight, a shape ripples. Its image is difficult to grasp because its outline is defined less by where it is and more by where everything else is not. An ablate spherical void, blacker than black, pulsing slightly as if it was breathing. Approaching slowly, against all common sense, is a small silver ship, shaped like an open book, its chrome pages fluttering slightly in the non-existent wind. For a moment, except for this, all is still. Then the shape begins to stretch, one dark half stretching down and out to the side, just visible. Tinged on its very edges, like the corona in an eclipse, are the outlines of feathers. As one great void wing unfurls, the approaching ship rolls, page over spine, biting some invisible force thrusting it away. A great column of a neck arches up from where it was tucked into its fathomless body, revealing a beak glistening and two fiery coronas for eyes. The light from them streaming down the wings and disappearing over the body's event horizon. As it rears back its ancient head, blotting out innumerable stars, the black hole swan emits a mighty (laughs) (laughs) You kept it together so long! (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, This is so good, though. 
<laughs> he tried. He tried so hard. I almost got there. I almost did. And then the ludicrousness of what I was describing finally you see, hit me. You see, it's fine. <laughs> it's it's fine that you broke yourself because as soon as you were done with your pros, I was just gonna say, "Now honk for me, Daddy." <laughs> What I was going to say was crossing that threshold sounds like it sent a shiver down our spine. Yeah. Because it's a butt. It's a butt. <laughs> oh, I was restraining. I was restraining myself when he said a ship that's an open book from going, just take a look. We're in a book. It's reading rainbow. Oh, I don't know if this will make you a cut or if this will be in the, the bloopers either way. Take a look. It's in a book. A reading rainboat. So, you're right. It is a reading rainboat. You're right, and I apologize. Um, but it rears this this column of darkness rears up its head, pinpricks of white light, as the black hole swan opens its beak and unleashes a mighty honk, which <laughs> reverse. <laughs> no honk for me, Daddy. <laughs> Which reverberates across those very stars. Across the galaxy. And you see the lights, the lights of the universe in this view flicker. <laughs> no, that uh, sent a shiver down my spine. And, uh, <laughs> and then the image stops and pauses. And you see that telltale ripple across the screen of a video paused. And we zoom out from that and see that we've been watching a screen this entire time. And standing next to the screen with a clicker in their hand is the hologram uh, of your supervisor of the Cosmic Library. So you all are part of the Cosmic Library Special Collections Records Management Division. And in charge of Special Collections, the director of Special Collections is, of course, Diarmid the Frog. Uh, Diarmid. Yeah. Side, okay, side note for everybody. This is why I chose this name. Kermit the Frog. Kermit is just means son of Diarmid. And yeah. You want another fun thing? Sure. An anglicization of Diarmid is Jeremiah. I believe that. So I could see how you could get there. Jeremiah Bullfrog. Yes. Is a, is, <gasps> is, yeah. He was Jeremiah. a good friend of yours. He, no, no, I had that connected. He, he was the father of Kermit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was the father of Kermit. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. I thought that's what you were going for. No. Well, no. Okay. No. So, so, so <laughs> am I, the thing I'm going for, and this won't make the final cut, okay. is that <laughs> the Cosmic Library is this concept about, about like how uh, everything, all stories, they're all like, they all uh-huh. real and exist in this uh-huh. grand cosmic consciousness that we tap into when we, we tell these stories or write these things, right? There's nothing new under the sun uh, or any other sun. And so the existence of Kermit the Frog and apparently simultaneously Jeremiah the Bullfrog <laughs> Uh, is Diarmid the uh, director of special collections for the Cosmic Library? And he's a frog, or is he an anthropomorphic? I want you. You know what I'm trying to say. Anthrax. Anthrax. Anthropomorphic, guys. So. Does he look uh, like the frog detective from Hoodwinked? Patrick. Yes. Okay. He does. But he has the little like collar, right? Yeah. So so the difference is so that frog is in sort of yeah. suit 
yeah, yeah. going on. Yeah. Uh, he's wearing like Argyle vest, mm. uh, and he's got like the little the little collar, and he's got like a book pen that he wears. I, I, like I just needed that, a, a mental picture. So. Yeah, I like to think he's wearing one of those Batman bow ties that has the like pointy ends, like not like actual Batman, but like the uh, name from which the character Batman gets his name. So, Bruce like, Wayne? no, yes. So, so, um, I'm quick, so lost. Quick, quick aside, bow ties. Yes, there's a type of bow tie called the Batman bow tie, oh. which is one that used to be worn by like English butlers, like way back in the days of Europe. And instead of like ending with kind of just squared off sides, mm-hmm. um, it has oh, kind of, like I little, know what you're talking about. Pointed sides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, on the ends. Sorry. Go back to your thing. No, no. I'm <laughs> fascinated. <laughs> He's wearing a Batman bow tie. I've now decided. <laughs> so standing there uh, with a clicker in, in their hand is a anthropomorphic frog, Diarmit, uh, the director of special collections, uh, your over overarching part of the cosmic library. He has pressed the clicker and the video has paused. And he looks over to Nova, who's seated at the table. What do we see? Uh, Nova is uh, slouched down in her chair slightly uh, in uh, casual clothes, in in sweatpants and like a hoodie um, that that says uh, Phobos University on it. Or actually, it probably says PU. And she is uh, slowly working out little bits of uh, void juice from under her nails. (laughs) Uh, is she a little bit bored right now? Yes. Uh, her antennae, what do they look like when she's bored? Or do they droop a little bit? Do they? Yes. They they droop uh, in like in front just a little. Yeah. Okay. Like like they are slowly falling asleep. Uh, so she sits there and having stopped the video, uh, Diarmit uh, turns to Nova. Mm, no, Nova? Uh... That was a pretty big uh, gravitational wave there. How did you manage to navigate the ship through that? How how did I manage to navigate the ship through a physics ambivalent wave from an ancient sentient void in the shape of a swan? Well, tell you the truth, I kind of didn't it definitely knocked us back a couple of light years we took a bit of a tumble you can see our pages are a little crumpled at the edges uh he like nods along with you and it's like "Mm, yeah i i know that the ship must have taken uh quite a hit uh given the the damage that uh well we we had to fix afterwards uh oh Lenny, uh, after the, the the power was knocked out of the ship from that from that gravitational wave, how did you restore it? And and what do we see for Lenny? So Lenny is very nervous and avoiding uh, glances at Rodney, um, and is is avoiding making eye contact with Rodney or with Diarmid mm-hmm. at the moment. Um, well. Lenny does not know how to respond to this because Lenny doesn't know anything. So <laughs> Lenny will, um, like, initially not respond to the question, but Dermot, I assume, tries again. So is there, like, a pitcher of water on the table and he, like, pours himself a glass? Yeah. Harpo Mark style, he just, like, uh, keeps uh, pouring him, like, drinks from the glass, puts it back down. 
pours himself another yeah. glass of water. Although you have multiple arms, so you're like sort yes. of like fidgeting while exactly. you're doing that. Exactly. And pouring more. I have a system going. It's like an assembly line of glass. <laughs> like water. Uh, yeah. I think Diarmit's like, hmm, the quiet type, huh? <laughs> Lenny nods. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, boss. I, I know that we've talked about this. I didn't mean to push Rodney out the window, but <laughs> <laughs> it was an accident, I swear. Uh, well, uh, well um, th- thank you for that admission, Lenny. Uh, we'll come back to the engines. I actually was meaning to ask... Um, Rodney, you were thrown from an airlock uh, into deep space near a black hole. Uh, how how did you manage to come back from that? I, we're we're happy to have you with us, of course, and uh, we're relieved that we don't have to pay out your pension all in one lump sum to your relatives. But uh, how did you make it? I'm sorry, you have a pension. <laughs> uh, he not, has a pension. It's not. I'm sorry, Nova. It's not for temps. You have to become a full-time employee first. We can talk about it in your next one-on-one. Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. (laughs) (laughs) Rodney has a pension. (laughs) I fly the fucking ship. And Rodney, the custodian, has a pension. No need to undervalue the work that a custodian does. Yeah, that's the biggest problem here. <laughs> uh, ever got y'all? I I have a question. What's a pension? <laughs> uh, it's not something you need to worry about, Lenny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks, boss. <laughs> Rodney, who had been Rodney's union. <laughs> <laughs> And Nova's just sitting there and like still picking stuff out of her her, uh, her nails and her her antenna like sticks straight up and she's just like Radney's union. Sorry, I've killed you, Pat. <laughs> Rodney, who up until this point has been sitting silently with a stunned and confused look on his face to have being told that he was thrown out of an airlock. Uh, is going to like kind of like do that thing where people like snap to attention like kind of shake their head rapidly look at the director and go I was thrown from an airlock uh, y- yeah and he like he clicks on his clicker and you see the video like, uh, and then it stops at a scene where he, you see Rodney just floating out in space <laughs> Bring it up. Bring it up. Uh, Ludo. <laughs> David Bowie's Space Odyssey yes. play. I, I think World World Major Tom. Tom. I was uh, more the black hole scene in Interstellar. Where, yes. Like, yes. It goes into like this infinite bookshelf. Oh, yes. Uh, 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 bookshelf. Uh, bookshelf. <laughs> anyway. Uh, oh, I was, I was just going to say that maybe if you're looking at that still closely, you can see... Uh, Froctor Og's head phased through the top of the ship, just watching. 
<laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe a slimy appendage comes up and waves. Just waves. <laughs> and then flips him the bird and then waves. Loops <laughs> <laughs> <Just> back down. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be a good game. Oh yeah, I, I <laughs> Director Jeremy, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I don't, I don't remember being ejected from an airlock. I don't, I don't recall anything after uh, making an approach to the black hole, and then I, I was just on on the ship and cleaning the the counters like I always do. Uh, is anyone able to corroborate Rod- Rodney's story? Uh, did anyone see him on the ship after the swan honk? The swank, if you will? <laughs> yeah, that's a thick swank. <laughs> that's a thick ass swank. <laughs> Swing that swank. <laughs> I, I believe that uh, as I was um, placing the ship, doing some light reading, I, I had my one of my chronicles. And uh, as usual, I don't really pay attention to where I'm going. So I had uh, phrased through a wall and left my monocle behind, which is very inconvenient because uh, I, then I can't read. <laughs> but uh, when I passed through that same hallway later, it was clean, so I have to assume that Rodney had gotten to it. <laughs> I gotta ask the question, Joe. <laughs> How the fuck do you roll an M? <laughs> <laughs> There's some French skills coming back. Also, also, I have to add. Hey, that that uh, that swan got a thick. Ah, same. <laughs> Thank you. <gasps> How the fuck do you roll an M on monocle? I don't know. I wasn't monocle. thinking about it. <laughs> I'm rolling everything I possibly can for this character, <laughs> except I... for the dice. <laughs> uh, Nova's just gonna be like, "Yep, trauma will do that to a person." <laughs> Lenny will, pi- will pipe up and say, actually, that there was me. I, I felt bad for pushing Rodney out, so I cleaned up the hallway. <laughs> Lenny, you pushed me out an airlock? I felt bad. Why would you push me out an airlock? I mean, he said it was an accident. Yeah, it was an accident. Yeah, d- Rodney, you're doing all right here. Don't get up in arms. I mean, Lenny is a valuable member of this team. I'm sure if he pushed you out of an airlock, he had good reason. Oh, yeah, but is Lenny union? No, and that's why we want to keep him. <laughs> <laughs> What's a union? Nothing you need to worry about, Lenny. Don't concern yourself. Something that, oh, we, should, something that we should all consider. <laughs> but they won't take me. Uh, move, moving on. Uh, the, <laughs> the fact that... Rodney is like the lowest member on the totem pole uh, being a janitor, but also the highest because he's union is hilarious. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, well, uh, let's uh, let, 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 let's just move on to the end of the mission. And he like fast forwards ahead in the video uh, and you see the ship approach the black hole swan, uh, its neck arching down, blocking out every star in its path. Rodney floats it. <laughs> <laughs> Rodney momentarily floats in front of its eye <laughs> and drifts off. <laughs> uh, can I can I throw in something to yeah. the question of how Rodney got back on the ship? Yeah, sure. Uh, I think Nova will will just say like, I honestly I don't think any of us paid attention. It just it happens. <laughs> uh, well. 
eventually you were able to make the approach. I, I see that, Lenny, you, you must have somehow gotten the engines back online. And, and Nova, I, you navigated. Uh, the Swan was not exactly pleased to have you there. Uh, you seem to have made your approach. Uh, Froctor, it was actually you who finally served the... Well, you finally served the notice to the Swan. Uh, how How did you... It's kind of like serving a subpoena. <laughs> how did you manage it? Well... You may notice that the swan's eyes are bright and white and shining, unlike, you know, the rest of its darkness. And my eyes also shine white, unlike the rest of my own inky, blobby darkness. What? What? <laughs> Was this a hookup? There he goes, talking about his own inky black darkness again. Yeah, this is, uh, this is, should I, should I bring HR to this meeting next time? I'm, I just. I did not fuck the void. <laughs> uh, d- debatable. <laughs> Look, all I'm saying is that given the opportunity to communicate with such a magnificent creature. We were able to reach an understanding. Uh, okay. Uh, I think, and he's like been like taking notes. I, I think that's enough for this debriefing. I, <laughs> I think I need to go and like, I don't know, take a cold shower or something. <laughs> Maybe rethink my life. Yeah. Uh, I also kind of say, because you didn't ask me to describe <laughs> myself that I was picturing that, go ahead. that Froctor is not sitting in a chair, mm-hmm. but is phased through a chair. Like, just. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. there in the middle. Yes. With, you know, blobby tendrils just kind of waving about Beautiful. like you do. Yeah. Just just phased through the chair. Just no, in, a, in a space where, you know, in sharing space with the chair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Vyarmit just sort of like slowly nods and says, well, um, I think that's enough uh, uh, for today's retrospective. Um, your captain has your next mission for you. Ugh. All right, do you have anything to add, Nova? No, sir. Will this one be more interesting? Now, we like to think here at the Cosmic Library that our work is important, even when it's not interesting. Okay, but that's not what he asked. <laughs> anyway, before I go, uh, we should end with uh, reciting our company motto. Uh, does anybody remember? Our company. The Cosmic Library. In the middle of our company. <laughs> <laughs> our, our company, hallow be thy books. A before E, except after I, C, G. What is it? I forgot. You know, I think the Froctor's gotten the closest. <laughs> uh, uh, of course, our motto is don't Stun, freak. Stunned silence. <laughs> our motto is stunned silence. Yeah. <laughs> Fear itself. Uh, no, of course, our motto is don't forget the late fees. Ah! And then he clicks off and appears. <laughs> do, do his arms wave yeah, when his, he laughs. Arm, ah! uh, like the late fees. Ah! And then he clicks off. And then he clicks off. Nova's going to turn to Proctor and Lenny and say, all right, but we really should consider a union, though. We only need, like, 30% of us to sign union cards, and, and then we should be 
We should be good. I still don't know what a union is. It's 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 kind of like the Froctor. It's a bunch of bits <laughs> working together for one common purpose. That's so inspiring. I'm going to think about that all day. Thank you. Thank you, Nova. That makes it sound like I do not really need a union. I am already a union in and of myself now. It's fine. I'll find some cards. It's Don't worry about it. <laughs> so uh, the monitor has also gone blank here in the break room where you were holding this retrospective meeting on your previous mission. Um, the captain, of course, is going to be at the bridge. Uh, or should I say the spine uh, <laughs> of your, your ship? Um, so you will have to go not above deck, but below deck for that. All right. Uh, as we leave, I will take the completely normal-sized book mm -hmm. that is the book that the Black Hole Swan had in its clutches. <laughs> <laughs> it just says the frog prince across the front of it. Oh, I love that. <laughs> and I'll uh, I'll take that with us to uh, put in the book drop back to the cosmic library. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's <laughs> it's it, it's, it's like, a wormhole. Oh yeah, yeah. So you open it up and it like you feel the screaming of the void as you tuck it in and then you close it again and mm -hmm. it's just it's normal. We keep Froctor away from. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say. He's calling to me. <laughs> Lenny's continuing to avoid Rodney's gaze. <laughs> Rodney is just blankly staring at you. I think uh, Nova's going to take Lenny aside and be like, look, so you threw him out of the airlock. It's fine. We've all done it. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, uh, Nova will take Lenny a few more steps away. <laughs> just don't mention it. He'll forget. He didn't even know. And pretty soon you'll forget, too. <laughs> Life out here, it's strange and weird. And space is very big. Enough other things will happen that you'll you'll get over it pretty quickly, I think. Just don't hold it against yourself. Wow. Thanks, Nova. I'm so inspired. That sarcasm? No. With sarcasm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sarcasm is the thing that the mommies are in. Sarcasms. Sarcasm is the mind killer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so do you depart from there and, and head towards the spine? Yes. We do that. Yes. Okay. Cool. Rodney gets up, gets up from his chair and pushes along his janitor's car uh, as he leaves the room. Froctor just phases directly through the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and then pops out on the bridge. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone else do anything special as you go? You, you tucked away your, the book, no. But I, you, took you, away, you I tucked away, away the book and put my arm around Lenny and, and coached him through killing Rodney. <laughs> <laughs> and why really it's a public service. Uh... <laughs> It's no, it's it's great. He gets a scratch. He's a baby about it. He won't stop complaining. You throw him out of the airlock. He comes back completely gone. He's fine. <laughs> is this is this a only we get to kill Rodney situation? Like if anything else happens to him, you're upset. Not because it's not that like it's That's just... Rodney. You killed our Rodney. <laughs> is, is this how you pass time on the ship is throwing Rodney out the airlock? We take bets on how long it'll take him to come back. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> it's, it's a Deadpool. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Oh, it's funny. a Deadpool. <sighs> Come on, baby. Ten minutes. I got bills to pay. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot pay my student loans in experience. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, it's your keeper, David, here for our mid-break. Thank you so much for joining us for Monster of the Week. I hope you can already see how this game is going to be a fun one. I have the deepest of thanks for Emma, Jell, Pat, and Zach for contributing their time and talents to this mad romp. Emma also helped me spruce up the Black Hole Swan narration, and our friend Manny wrote the music for that scene. So if you enjoyed that and are looking for some music commissions, his Twitter will also be down in the show notes. It's been a pleasure to work on this game with so many great people, and I hope the episodes speak for themselves for just how much fun we've had. With this arc, there's almost as much content that has been cut that has made it into the final draft. We're going to have to be doing some serious blooper reels over on the Patreon. So if you finish this episode and crave more of this madness, you can find us at our most unhinged over there. Another way to get some sweet Monster of the Week content in you while you're waiting for the next Tota is with the show Shrimp and Crits. Pat actually just finished binging their show to get up to date, so he and I can both vouch for just how hilarious and heartwarming their antics over there are. You can catch their promo at the end of our episode today. For now, I'll return you to the Starship Scholastic. Enjoy the show. You make your way down to the lowest deck, to the spine of the book, where you find your captain. You enter through the main airlock into the, like, we'll call, I mean, what do we want to call this? Because uh, I imagine, like, it's probably not the whole spine is this area, but, like, it's on the spine deck that they have this. What are we, what, what's the room where the captain sits and stuff? The bridge. At? Is it just the bridge? the bridge? Is it always the bridge? Mm-hmm. Okay. I just imagine you all coming through the airlock and Factor's already there because he just like phased through the floor to get there. Yes. You're already engaging the captain in conversation. So like I was saying, why don't we have more customers like that swan? (laughs) (laughs) Did you... (laughs) Now, Frock... Frockter, please. I earned my title. I'm sorry, the good, good Frockter. Yeah, he earned his Frockterate. <laughs> I'm going to ask you a question. I want you to answer it honestly. Of course. Did you fuck a swan today? <laughs> <laughs> the Frockter, the good Frockter does not kiss and tell. <laughs> Regardless, we got the book somehow. Yeah, the rest of you enter, and you see the that the good Froctor is talking to the most grizzled starfish you have ever seen. I want you, I want you to imagine Patrick Star. I, I want you to imagine Patrick Star from, from SpongeBob, but make them jacked and look like they came out of Metal Gear Solid. Uh, they've got like a full salt and pepper beard and mustache combo going on, tightly cut to their face. Uh, is it hair? Sure. Okay. Or maybe it's just a wig, like a beard wig. A beard wig? I mean, what if beard. it's like, like, like some sort of fancy set of barnacles? Yeah, it could be. Either way, it looks like that. 
I want I want you Salt to imagine. I want you to imagine the most grizzled starfish you have ever seen, <laughs> and whatever that means to you, <laughs> that's what the captain looks like. Um, and they're maybe like a foot tall. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> Yeah. David, you can't do that to us. <laughs> As the, the Froctor makes this plea to have more clients who are like the Black Hole Swan, uh, you see them reach to their utility belt that they have uh, and pull off a communicator. Like, it's not actually a communicator. You guys have a formal communicator that you use. This is like a classic click tape recorder. Oh. And he clicks it. Captain's Lock. Um, Froctor, what? What's today's date? <laughs> oh, we broke David. <laughs> oh, that's so stupid. <laughs> Yo, I don't think we're going to get anything done in this game, but it's going to be a riot. <laughs> That's obviously the 22nd hour of the 22nd day of the 22nd <clears throat> rotation. He, <laughs> he reclicks the recorder. Captain's log. 22.22.22. Make a note. More swans. End of Captain's log. <laughs> Just be the description for the one. The name of the episode has to be 22.22.22 more swan. Until until we find something better. Uh, I, I also like the name of the episode just being Captain's Log dot 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 more swan. Yes. Also good. Uh, quick point of order. Yeah. Is the captain's voice proportionate to the captain's body? Like, does the captain have a tiny voice? Like, no. you have to listen real hard? Oh, or it's a big voice? Absolutely not. It, this, oh. is, this is the voice of a full-sized man coming out of this foot-tall starfish. Wonderful. <laughs> two foot? Did I say two feet or one, no, one foot? No, you said one foot. You said one this, foot. This foot-tall starfish. So, actually, he'd have maybe, like, five. <laughs> he, he is, I, he, I described him as being shaped like Patrick Star. He is a five-pointed starfish. So, two feet, two arms, one head. And just ima- Just the face, I want to remind you, is the most grizzled face you could possibly imagine on a starfish. It's like solid snake. Okay, but what if but what if it's a starfish like the starfish from Finding Nemo where the face is on the inside? It's not. <laughs> <laughs> the opposite. <laughs> oh. <laughs> if, if you're wondering, how does the anatomy of the starfish work? Stop wondering. <laughs> it's, it's a mystery that I'm sure actually the Froctor knows the answers to. Um, but... You don't. <laughs> anyway, um, <clears throat> your captain uh, is seated atop his swivel chair, and he 
Is, is this like a high chair? Does it have a little like? No. Okay. Is <laughs> it proportionate, or is he just this tiny starfish in this big ass chair? It is. It is a. It is a small smart. I was trying to figure out which one would be more ridiculous, and I love the idea. It is a small starfish chair. Like it's, it's a chair that is small enough to fit his starfish self, but so that it can still be higher than all of the other chairs. It has a lever on the side that whenever he sits on it, he ratchets the lever, and it slowly raises a few feet off of the ground. Uh, so he can sit up high enough and see everyone in the in the the bridge with him. Beautiful. Uh, and he's in that position, so he's actually about eye level with the Froctor right now. Okay. Um, as as Froctor Og was asking him um, this question, cool. and he made this log note. Nova will say Captain, and she'll salute, and then she'll nudge Lenny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lenny doesn't do well under pressure, so he's Lenny. Lenny, put your, do the, do oh, 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 oh. Right. And Lenny salutes. How many of Lenny's arms go up for the salute? <laughs> uh, uh, he, he tries, like, well, he does his first two arms, but he tries to do the other ones without thinking about the fact that they can't reach his head. And so he has a quick moment of realization of that and stumbling around a little bit. And then just goes back to looking around and seeing what everyone else is doing. And sticking with just one. So just for, hand. for a moment there, there's like a stairs of arms. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> formed, all doing a salute. Yes. Some of which are like in pant legs that are not near the floor. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, uh, so you are all now uh, in the presence of your captain. Uh, you, of course, know your captain, me captain. So when you're addressing him, you say, oh, captain, me, me captain. captain. Mm. Okay. So. Oh my God. Anyway, uh, so, so <laughs> you, Ca- Captain Me Captain is sitting there uh, on his high stool. <laughs> uh, and he says, Oh, it looks like everyone has been assembled. Our last mission went pretty well, I thought. Are you all ready for our next task? Pretty well, he thinks. The ship was nearly torn in half. Well, we made it out okay. Nobody died. (laughs) That's categorically actually not. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. If somebody died, show me the bot. (laughs) Nova looks for just a moment over at Rodney. (laughs) Lenny hides his face. (laughs) (laughs) Presses her lips into a thin line. And looks back at the captain. <laughs> Question: Does the captain know about Rodney's <laughs> ability? Absolutely not. <laughs> he has not noticed. <laughs> so, what's our next task? Well, he asked if you all were ready for it. Are we all ready? We're ready. <laughs> aye, aye, sir. What are we? Are we hosing down the men's room or something? Oh uh, well. Now, Rodney, for you, anything. But uh, <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> I, I, I mean, if if you want to do that, Rodney, you're you're always welcome to. This is why he gets to be union. <laughs> this is why he gets a pension. Squid pro quo. <laughs> a squid pro quo. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Uh, <laughs> Zach, stop being funny. Stop being funny. <laughs> Uh, but our our new mission, we've uh, we've graduated from doing courier work, and we're going to be doing some more formal records management. We graduated? I didn't even 
I didn't even graduate high school. Is there going to be a ceremony? Click. Captain's log. <laughs> <laughs> ceremony? Question mark? And Captain's log. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I've always wanted to throw the little cap thing. Captain's log. For the previous Captain's log. 22.22. For the current Captain's log. 22.22.22. End of Captain's log. This is this character. I just want you to know. Nova is no longer saluting. She is standing there with her arms crossed. And the most pained look on her face. Linny isn't following what's happening and is just mirroring Nova's behavior because he assumes <laughs> Nova is doing whatever is respectful and proper in the moment. And so he starts to mirror Nova's body language <laughs> with his many arms. I love it. I think the froctor turns to, turns to Rodney and says, Oh, you should try getting a fractorate. They do have a ceremony for that. I always wanted a ceremony. <laughs> ah, it's in my log. We'll, we'll, we'll get you covered there, Rod. Or is it Mr. Hot Rod these days? <laughs> the captain is the only one who calls him Hot Rod. <laughs> <laughs> so we're doing... We're doing proper records management. Well, Froctor is doing a swan, apparently. <laughs> uh, you all know that records management, as it is done by, as it is performed by the Cosmic Library, the unit that you're a part of, um, you hunt and take down entities uh, which have transversed realities um, that have showed up in places where they're not supposed to be. You can think of this as, you know, in, in our world, Bigfoot is something you write about. If Bigfoot actually showed up, then that is a violation of the Cosmic Library policies. Uh, that entity has been misfiled, I guess you could say. Is that uh, why he's blurry? Yes, that's why he's always blurry. You got it. That's is that the it. same for the Loch Ness Monster? Yeah, absolutely. Fascinating. That, that, there, there were hunters of the Records Management Division of the Cosmic Library that took care of that issue. What about the Yeti? Yeti's real. Yeti's just some guy. <laughs> Yeti's just a That's really just a hairy, hairy, hairy guy. <laughs> really old, really hairy guy. That's right. Uh, who lives in the uh the the Get your mountain range right. The Himalayas. Thank you. All I could think in was the, the Everglades, which is even a fucking <laughs> Everglade like, Yeti was my nickname back in there college. Is, there is a swamp ape. Yep, true. Do we shrimp, shrimp and crits? If you want to sponsor us, David, <laughs> and they have an arc that is the anyway, David, uh, <laughs> David, yeah. Can we make an Everglade Yeti in this game? <laughs> I mean, he would also just be some guy, but yes. Uh, anyway, anyway, uh, so there has been like records management. Your job is to make sure that all entities stay properly filed. He's the Everglade. <laughs> Good lord. 
I'm sorry. So, uh, when when your your captain says proper records management, uh, this is what you all signed up on, like signed up for, or at least signed your paperwork for, to do some real records management to to properly file uh, an entity that has has shown up somewhere it's not supposed to be. Um, Great. Will there be hazard pay? Oh, hazard pay. What what do you think we pay you for? Well, you don't is the thing. Oh well. What do you think the experience you're gaining is supposed to be used towards? It's all right, right. Nova. You'll make union one day. Right. Right. Right, 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 right. Okay. Anyway. I think I'm just going to go and sit over there. <laughs> she goes and sits in the pilot's chair. <laughs> this is something you might want to take sitting down. Uh, we're we're going to be responding to... Uh, a fairly large misfiling. Uh, we don't know all of the details. Of course, that's our job to investigate. Is it the Everglady? We're not high enough yet to take care of an issue like the Everglady. And you know that, Rodney. <laughs> <laughs> you'd know that if you would read the pamphlets. Yeah, you'd, you'd know that if you... <laughs> you'd know that if you read my blog. <laughs> If you paid attention in our our last uh, staff meeting, the captain's blog. The captain's blog. Oh my god! <laughs> he yeah he pays for a transcription service periodically that then converts his his log messages into a blog, and mm-hmm. so it's the captain's blog. <laughs> he has followers. I bet he fucking does. I bet Lenny is one of them. <laughs> yes. The captain makes more in uh, in donations to his blog than Nova makes in a year. <laughs> I don't think Lenny's ever been paid. <laughs> and if, yeah. and if you want to like and subscribe on the blog, <laughs> <laughs> hit the notification bell. <laughs> anyway, uh, so he says uh, it's good to rather large disturbance, right? No, this is still significant in its own way, though. Uh, we're going to be uh, dealing with a threat which seems to have a, a, a planet-wide scope. Uh, there have been issues with residents of a particular planet just up and disappearing. And it's going to be our job to figure out what exactly has been misfiled and uh, get it back to the right place. We're going to be heading our bearing, and he looks over to you, Nova. Uh, we're heading our bearing over to sector J31 Niner Niner. Now that's different from sector J31 Nine Absolutely. Nine R Nine R. Got it. Niner Niner. No, no. Nine R Nine R is different from Niner Niner. Right, right, right. I I forgot about the starfish Niner symbol, and she like makes sure to press that. <laughs> J31 Niner. Niner. The date is two two dot two two dot two two. All right. Are we heading there right now? Uh, unless there's anything else you all need to do to prepare, our ship seems to be in better repair uh, since the Swan incident. Click Captain's log. Twenty two dot twenty two dot twenty two. Less swans. End of Captain Slot. 
<laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I, will, I will remind everyone as we uh, head out that I do have the routine room cleaning, so make sure that anything that you don't want to have me see, uh, you put away so I can clean everyone's rooms. And as usual, you'll stay out of my room. Yeah, I'll, and he'll air quotes, <laughs> stay out of your room. Lenny, do I have a room? <laughs> it's the engine room. Oh, thanks, but forgot. <laughs> it's part of your your uh, your package deal. Uh, you you get both a workplace and a living space rolled into one. Mine is the janitor's closet. <laughs> Mine is this chair. <laughs> I guess Froctor just lives in the garden. In the- <laughs> uh, I, I imagine that the captain just has like a bowl. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just a nice water bowl. <laughs> when he's not in it, they just put a little uh, lid over it so that the moving of the ship doesn't slosh it around too much. Uh, and inside of the bowl, uh, it's like a sort of terrarium sort of situation, right? Uh, there is a like branch that sits in there, and when he sits on down on it, he always goes, Captain's log. Ah! I'm so mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> so Rodney's going to hop on his hoverboard and start pushing his cart towards the garden room because he starts there because it's the biggest job because of all of the monocles he has to sweep up. <laughs> Catch Proctor Og tending the plants, putting on a monocle to see something closely, finishing what he's looking at, phasing through the tree, leaving the monocle behind, then going to look at another plant, needing to pull out another monocle. (laughs) Rodney approaches the door and does the uh, courtesy knock, you know, knock, knock on the door, waits to hear an answer. Come in, Rodney, I assume it's you. I'm going to I'm going to push the button next to the door and it's going to slide open. Uh and then I'm going to come in and off of my cart I'm going to grab a clipboard with paperwork on it and I'm going to go, "Okay, cleaning report 22.22.22 Are we at the point where maybe we're going to roll some dice? Hey, sorry to interrupt your favorite podcast, but I'm here to tell you about Shrimp and Crits, an actual play podcast with a southern twist. My name is Ian, and I am the keeper for this show as we play Monster of the Week by Michael Sands. If you like the sound of swampy monster mayhem, gators gone shopping, and magical fairy mischief, you will be right at home in the remote panhandle town of Gullicochica, Florida, where spooky danger has begun to wash ashore. Shrimp and Crits is the story of Sarah Payne the Mundane. All I'm asking for 
is answers. That's all I'm looking for is the truth. Ari Green, the searcher. You know the proclamations of the fame. I suggest you follow them from now on. And Ray Ray, the most mundane monstrous you will ever meet. Mr. Zeus, I'm a I'm a big fan. I, I knew you were I knew you were real. Um, and Ray Ray's just like bowing in front of this swan. As they fumble their way through protecting their skeptical town from mysterious evils. We release new episodes every other Monday on the podcatcher of your choice. Hope to see you soon in sunny Gullicote. Chica.